This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A gambling bill has been brought into the Alabama legislative process this week and will be discussed and debated in the days ahead. State Senator Greg Albritton offered the gambling proposal. It would put the issue of gambling on the upcoming ballot as a constitutional amendment for Alabamians to vote on. Albritton's bill proposes an Alabama education lottery, casino-style games, sports betting, bingo, and raffles. A tax of 20% will be imposed on the gambling revenues that are gained from casinos and sports betting and then be placed in the education lottery trust fund. Legislation has been passed in the Alabama Senate that is designed to improve the math scores of students in Alabama public schools. SB 171 is being sponsored by State Senator Arthur Orr. A large part of the bill allows for hiring math coaches. It's also written to do away with the use of Common Core math for grades K through 12 in public schools. Grades K through 5th grade will be targeted specifically for getting the students proficient in math before they're moved into a higher grade. This bill is comparable to what was done in 2019 by the state legislature to improve the literacy rates here in Alabama. Eagle Forum of Alabama is not in favor of this bill. Executive Director Becky Gerritsen says the bill may remove Common Core math, but does not remove the Common Core standards for math when it comes to testing students. Gerritsen says not only would this bill not do away with Common Core math, but it also creates three new committees and more bureaucracies within the State Department of Education. Gerritsen says it also spends millions more dollars to put those math tutors in place. A recent ranking by USA Today has put Alabama as 52nd in the nation in mathematic ability, which means the state has been beat out by Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. schools. A Shelby County woman is facing federal charges for embezzlement of over half a million dollars. Amy Louise Statham is charged with taking the money from her employer and from the homeowners association that her employer managed. Statham worked with the Roland Management Services as their bookkeeper. The company services multiple HOAs here in the state. Statham is accused of making unauthorized money transfers between January of 2018 and August of 2021. That money was siphoned off from the general account belonging to Roland Management Services, as well as from the bank accounts of 10 different HOAs. Prosecutors say that Statham then used that money for online gambling and casinos. Several HOAs have filed a class action lawsuit against Statham as well. Statham has signed a plea agreement in this criminal case. A total amount of what she must provide in forfeiture, as well as her prison sentence, is yet to be determined by a federal judge later this month. A date has been set for the 2022 A-Day Games for the Crimson Tide that will be broadcasted on the SEC Network. That date is Saturday, April 16th. The games will be at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. The final football practice of the spring will start at 2 p.m. Crimson Tide's Wilbur Jackson and John Mitchell will be honored during the A-Day weekend. Jackson was the first African-American scholarship student-athlete to join the Crimson Tide in 1970. And in 1971, Mitchell became the first African-American to play in a varsity football game for the university. Both men have gone on to play for the NFL and have become Super Bowl champions either as a football player or a coach. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Biden administration is seeking another $10 billion to be sent to the country of Ukraine in order to assist 
in its resistance to the Russian military action that's happening over there. The acting director for the White House Office of Management and Budget, Shalanda Young, is trying to insert this request for more money into the budget agreement that Congress is currently working on. That budget has a deadline of March 11th. Young called the need for $10 billion urgent. In 2021, the U.S. provided $1.4 billion to the Ukraine. Biden is also asking for $22.5 billion in coronavirus funding to pay for testing, treatments, vaccines, and investment in research for vaccination increases worldwide. 35 Republican senators are pushing back at this request, saying there is no detailed accounting of where the earlier $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package was spent, and they say it's confusing as to why there's a request for even more spending. The federal government fiscal year budget last year was $6.8 trillion. Before the COVID-19 virus outbreak, it was coming in at $4.4 trillion. During the Russia-Ukraine conflict, oil prices have jumped even higher and faster than what was already occurring. Republicans want to diminish U.S. dependency on Russian imported oil by increasing domestic production, as was done under the Trump administration, and was stopped dramatically when Biden came into office. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the Keystone Pipeline is not an option, but Americans reducing their consumption of oil and gas is. Do you think that opening the Keystone Pipeline and having more energy-friendly policies might do that? The Keystone Pipeline has never been operational. It would take years for that to have any impact. I know a number of members of Congress have suggested that, but that is a proposed solution that has no relationship or would have no impact on what the problem is. We hear all agree is an issue. So during that, those years where it would you know, take to bring down prices, as you're saying, we should just continue to buy Russian oil? Well, again, Jackie, I think you're familiar with a number of steps we've taken, a historic release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Well, we can, well, let me finish. What we can do over time and what this is all a reminder of in the president's view is our need to reduce our reliance on oil. The Europeans need to do that. We need to do that. If we do more to invest in clean energy, more to invest in other sources of of energy, that's exactly what we can do to prevent this uh, from happening in the future. Apparently, delegates from the Russian and Ukraine government have met and have reached an agreement to create safe corridors within the cities of Ukraine so that civilians can evacuate and supplies can be brought in for humanitarian purposes. The talks took place near the Polish border in Belarus. Once those safe corridors are established, there will be a ceasefire observed in those areas. Russian President Vladimir Putin says that nationalist groups within Ukraine are the ones who are preventing civilians from leaving the area. And Putin says that is because those nationalist groups like to use civilians as human shields in order to hide behind them while provoking the Russian military to retaliate. The Russian military maintains that they have not been targeting any residential areas, but only military facilities in order to take out the neo-Nazis within the Ukrainian government. Border Patrol agents are reacting to the State of the Union address this week that came from President Joe Biden. In particular, the border agents have an issue with what Biden said about the southern border. If we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. Custom and Border Patrol agents are calling this an egregious lie, as well as using other more colorful language to describe how they feel about the statement. Chad Wolf served as Homeland Security Secretary in the Trump administration. Wolf talked to Fox News, calling it all lip service with no vision and no strategy. Former Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott spoke on Fox News as well. 
It's worsening every day, Griff. It's horrible, to be quite honest. But I'm getting reports from agents and leadership in the Border Patrol that because of the focus on processing and this, the, the flow that won't stop, hundreds and hundreds of miles of border are left wide open and we simply don't know what's crossing. What we do know is the demographics have changed just statistically and they're catching more people from other countries, countries not from the Northern Triangle, not Mexico, all the countries you, you just mentioned, increasing over and over. And what's, what's in that group? Scott also maintains that this is a national security issue that has not let up at all. A study that has been published in the Journal of Current Issues of Molecular Biology is countering all the claims that came from health experts at the height of the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. The report is claiming that Pfizer's vaccine has mRNA in it that not only embeds within a person's liver, but also converts to synthetic DNA. The paper also reports that mRNA from those vaccines likes to migrate to the human liver along with human ovaries. The study is called Intracellular Reverse Transcription of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 mRNA Vaccine BNT162B2 in vitro in human liver cell line. That's the title. And on the vaccine front, the United Kingdom Health Security Agency has released data from those COVID-19 patients who contracted the virus in just the past few months. That data is revealing that nine out of the 10 deaths from COVID-19 were among the vaccinated. Four out of five were among those triple vaxxed. Between January and February of this year, there were 9,230 COVID hospitalizations. Of those, 6,689 had gotten two or more shots. The NFL and the NFL Players Association is now removing all COVID-19 protocols for their players, coaches, and staff effective immediately. Teams will be required to stay in compliance with any state or local laws regarding public health. The leagues are also free to implement their own measures internally if they wish to do so. This announcement brings an end to mandatory surveillance testing, as well as signs about socially distancing or wearing a mask. Anyone showing COVID symptoms is required to report that to the club and then be tested and isolated for five days if it comes out positive. They can not return to the club facility without a negative test. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about Ukraine saying, what now, what next? Well, I've got an article here, um, foxnews.com, dated this morning. Nine issues that Congress must pursue. I won't go to all nine of them, but let me just tell you, one of the very first things they say on there, and I so agree with this, become a net energy exporter, and I would add, again, because we were. Here's the deal. Currently, we are buying an exponential amount of Russian oil. And I've got another article that if I get to it in a minute, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. It, it, it literally says that more Russian oil bought in the last year of the Biden administration than ever before. And yet that's who we're dealing with right now. That's, and by the way, what do you think is funding that war effort for the Russians? Oil. They don't have much of an economy. They're not generating a great deal of GDP they can fund over to their war effort. They, they're they're an exporter of energy resources. We used to be, and there's no reason why we can't be now. Biden just cut it off. Because the green energy side of his progressive uh, party said, you've got to. And so he cut off the Keystone Pipeline. He, he, he cut off oil and gas exploration on federal lands and leases within our Gulf of Mexico and others, which has a major dramatic impact on Alabama's revenues, by the way. So the very first thing we could do 
is become a net energy exporter again, cutting off Russia's ability to fund their war effort. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail and want to get those reports directly to your electronic device, be sure to subscribe either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 